welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing Animal Kingdom's 20th anniversary celebration. But Angela, before we get into that topic, I wanted to ask you, did you see the news out of Disney this past week of the all-new Play Disney Parks app that's going to be coming out later this summer? No, I didn't. So I have part of the press release here. Let me read it to you, and you can let me know what you think. So it says, with the touch of a button, wait time turns into play time with family and friends at certain locations. And the more you explore in Disney parks, the more there is to discover on the app. This is just the latest way we are making a visit to our parks even more fun and memorable in new and innovative ways. So it sounds like it's going to be a completely separate app from the My Disney Experience app that's going to be completely game-based. Wow. That sounds pretty incredible. It does. And... And so I think the idea is, and, and kind of how it says, the more you explore, the more there is to do. So it's, it's sort of like Pokemon Go. Like you go different places, you see different things, but maybe more exciting because you're in the park and it doesn't get stale. I mean, it would if you went all the time, but. Right. And I think the idea is you're waiting, you know, wait time turns into play time. So typically when you're in line for a ride, you know, it could be hours if you don't have a fast pass. So. Yeah. During that time, that can be really you know frustrating, especially if you have young children. Mm-hmm. You know they're waiting, but everybody has phones now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Last time we went to the Disney parks, I didn't have my phone. You, I mean, it was glorious if you remember. Um, but like, it was nice to just be disconnected and look at everything around me. But I guess that like when Disney opens up new places like Avatar and whenever they open up the Star Wars like Star Wars Land. It's going to be insane. Those weights are going to be crazy. Exactly. Yeah. At, at Pandora, when that opened, there was three to four hour waits just to get into the land and then three to four hour waits in line for the ride. So anything like this to you know make, make the weight more bearable and kind of go by quicker because you're playing games, I think is a great idea. And another thing that I heard, and it, it really doesn't necessarily mention it in the press release here, but the idea is that there will be rewards for this game, real life rewards. So. Ooh. I like rewards. Right. Do so, they give me a cookie? Potentially a cookie. That would be so cool. What one of like the, a Mickey cookie? Mickey cookie is a great idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could imagine it's going to be a lot of Mickey related stuff. But one of the things I heard is that you could potentially win a pass to the front of the line. So if you're in line for a ride and I guess depending on however the game goes, you know, you'll be playing against everybody else in line that if you get the best score or win the game that you'll get a pass to go immediately to the front of the line. So not only does it help the weight go by quicker because you're playing a game, but it potentially eliminates the weight altogether by giving you, you know, an extra fast pass or a jump to the front of the line. That's really cool. That's a cool idea. It is. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out. Uh, Like it said, there's no exact date of when the app's going to get released. It's sometime this summer and it will be coming to both Disneyland and Disney world. So we'll have to, uh, to see and as any more information comes up we'll let you know but i'm looking forward to it man i wish they would come out with it before we went to disneyland that'll be pretty cool yeah that will be cool we'll we'll actually be in disneyland this summer um so that would be pretty neat if they have it out by then that we can kind of test it uh, and see how it works i feel like we're gonna be looking around a lot because disneyland's in a place we've gone to before it'll be our first time yeah, that, that actually is pretty exciting to go to the original park. Uh-huh. You know, we've only ever been to Walt Disney World living on the Which East Coast. Which is huge and really super nice. I'm not cutting up on it, but like we've never been there. Yeah, we've never been it's to Disneyland. It's exciting. It is. It is. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, and we'll definitely have a, 
a report back on our trip a- mm-hmm. after we go and and all the different things that we did. So so that and all of the food that we rode. So kind of kind of back into our main topic today, talking about Animal Kingdom. So it's actually Animal Kingdom's 20th anniversary. It's their their birthday, uh, if you will, this year. They opened in 1998 on Earth Day. So uh, April it was April 22nd. Good planning uh, on their part. Development actually started on the park in 1990. So, sh- so it short, took them eight years? took them eight years to build a park, which, I mean... I mean, it's a huge park. And how, park, and how big ten- is it exactly? It, I mean, it's, it's the biggest Disney theme park. It's almost 580 acres, which is basically the other three Walt Disney World parks combined. The, the Kilimanjaro Safaris itself is larger than the Magic Kingdom in Disneyland. It, it's pretty impressive, but... Yeah, so it started in nineteen. They started developing in nineteen ninety, and you know, develop is, is planning, not just building the whole thing, but that was right after um, MGM, now Hollywood Studios, opened. So it it's kind of been in the works for a while. Wow, I forgot it used to be called MGM. Yeah, yeah. Originally, like the first time I was in Disney World, it was MGM. I didn't. You just like took me down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's pretty crazy to think. That's about. how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> Let everyone figure out how old that is. So not only is it their biggest theme park, but it's their most unique theme park. It's it's completely built around conservation uh, and animals, which I know, Angela, you are a huge animal lover. And so <laughs> that makes Animal Kingdom your favorite theme park. Absolutely. I mean, you have the actual like animals there, and then you also have some of the characters there. And the characters that they have in the actual park are some of my favorite characters um, because we have the Lion King in there. The Lion King is, I mean, the Tree of Life is, even though it's, it kind of looks a lot like the Tree of Life in the Lion King. So I don't know. It just makes me very warm and fuzzy on the inside. But yeah, the whole message of conservation is something that I find really, really important. And I think that whenever we were children, the Animal Planet did a really good job of kind of promoting that to young people. But nowadays, I don't see that as much in programming. And maybe it's just because I've stopped watching TV altogether for the most part. But I know that on Netflix, they could definitely find that content if they wanted it. But I think it's nice to be able to visit a park and go to like a Dis- like Disney World and actually see the animals and get the messages and read up about them while you're waiting in line. So what I really like is how it harkens back to, to, to Walt Disney. He was really big, not necessarily into conservation, but into animal and exploration in nature and Disney had a lot of nature films early on and that was a direct result of Walt's love of nature so while this is an extremely unique theme park it makes sense that it's something Disney would come up with because you know the Disney nature films have kind of been in their history for it was a sort long of a time pet project for Walt right is that fair to say maybe I guess you could I guess you could say that <laughs> it's a little bit of a pun I didn't mean it that way but now that I think about it it's kind of funny yeah that, that's why I'm not sure where you're going with it. But, I mean, what I love about the park is just how it's built to wander through. I mean, there's really no correct direction that you go. You kind of come into the park. And it's easy to miss things. I think that the first time we went together, I think when we came home, we realized we ho- missed a whole entire, like, section. So it's really good to plan ahead and use the app and just kind of f- figure out where you're going. I mean, you can wander, but you might miss something. Yeah, but it, you know, you like how you, you just come in and there's no real direct way to go. 
the the tree of life you can't actually see from the front that's really like the only park where you kind of can't see the main icon as you walk in and there's just trails that kind of weave any direction and there's really no wrong way to go because you can go either way on a trail and still end up in the same place it's it it's built to kind of just explore and see all of the different animals and all the different plants and to really kind of learn about it it's not meant just to you know run straight to the ride or straight to the show that you want to see, it's really meant to kind of get lost in. So while there may not be a ton of rides in there, you can spend a lot of time looking at all the different animals. In my opinion, one of the most picturesque parks. I know that when we were there, I found myself stopping and trying to snap photos more often. And there are a lot of magic shots there too. It's just a really cool place to be. And like this, like I said, the, the scenery is the foliage and everything. Even when you're not around the animals, it's a great place to to be. And it's also the best park, by the way, to go to on a hot day because they're shading everywhere because of all the plants. That's a good point. And it is, it's even more picturesque now that Pandora's there with the bioluminescent forest at night. It, it, it really, um, it really lights up and it makes it even better. I'll be excited to see that. Yeah, that that's neat. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to go there ourselves, but from the pictures I've seen, it it looks incredible, and it's a completely yeah. different feel in the day and at night. So we kind of touched on the rides a little bit, and like we said, there's you know maybe not the most rides um, of any park, but the rides that are there are I I think some of the best rides. So I mean, starting yeah. off with Expedition Everest, you took mine. I, I didn't know we were ranking them here, but. <laughs> But, yeah, it's definitely the best in my opinion. I mean, probably in all the parks and one of my favorite rides just in general because you're on a roller coaster that has a has a story. The line and the theming in the line is incredible. So even when you're waiting and you're stuck in line, it's a fun place to be. Like I even have good memories linked with people when I waited in line by myself, when I went to Disney World by myself and some guy just like shared an apple with me. I don't know. It's just, it's just like a, it's just a nice, I don't know, it's a nice line. And um, then when you actually get on the ride, it's so fun. It's one of the more intense rides on, on Walt Disney World properties. And then you get to the very end. And of course, there's a lot of drama building up because you're wondering where the Yeti is. Is the Yeti going to get you? And you see ahead of you the broken tracks. And you're thinking, where is this train going to go? And then all of a sudden, it switches tracks and you're going backwards. It's super thrilling and a lot of fun. Yeah. And what I love about it, because, you know, I mean, I, I kind of love, I'm more nerdy. So I love kind of the history of the rides super nerd. and kind of, you know, the design of them and, and kind of all that build up. And while I do love riding the ride, like you said, it, it, you know, it's a great coaster and it's a great ride. I mean, what I kind of love about it is, you know, the history behind it. So it's, it was really kind of an engineering marvel in, in some respects, because it was built completely with computer modeling, uh, a 4D computer modeling. And the ride is actually three separate structures. So the roller coaster part is completely separate structure from the mountain, which is a completely separate structure from the Yeti itself, which is which poses a problem, right? Well, it, it, it poses a problem now that the Yeti's not working correctly, but it, it's kind of an engineering marvel how they built it, which you know, kind of makes sense that it cost a hundred million dollars and was one of the most expensive rides ever built because it's three separate structures. But you're right, it poses a problem whenever there's any sort of maintenance. So the fact that the the modeling was great, but yet the modeling 
didn't work exactly correctly with the timeline. And when they built the structure foundation for the Yeti, it didn't cure properly. So, you know, the Yeti doesn't run in its A mode anymore. It doesn't lunge at the car like it's supposed to. It just has the disco light because if they would keep running it, the the structure could potentially break. Disco Yeti. Disco Yeti, exactly. So it does pose a problem now that they just can't simply go in and fix the Yeti because it's built inside of a mountain, you know, completely separate from everything else. So, you know, it's eventually, you know, they may shut it down for refurbishment and fix it, but nonetheless, it, it's still, uh, it's still a great ride. Yeah, it's, it's still a great ride. And it's, 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 and a, the Yeti it's looks incredible. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's, it's a, it's an engineering feat. I love to see that thing, you know, launch. I think they said, yeah, I think they said it goes, you know, three to four feet horizontally. I can only imagine that 30 foot Yeti jumping at the car four mm-hmm. feet from where it is. That, that would be incredible. Yeah, sure so, would. The other ride that I love is the Kilimanjaro Safaris. And what I love about it is two things. I mean, one, it, it's more with the animals. So you get to see the animals up close. It's kind of it, like you're on an actual safari. It gives you, you know, um, Animal Kingdom is, in essence, like a way fancy, much more fun zoo. But Kilimanjaro Safari gives you the impression that you're on an actual safari, which is really cool. That's why it's so awesome. The second thing I like about it is its simplicity. Most, if you think about theme park rides, a lot of them are heavily themed. You know, they, I don't want to say they use tricks, but they pull in the characters and different story and, you know, like the Yeti, there's a surprise. There's different things that kind of keep it exciting and interesting. But with the Kilimanjaro Safaris, there's not really any of that. I mean, it's a very simple ride. You're going out on a safari in the savannah. And that's all you really need. Yeah. I mean, there is a little there's, bit, you know, where they try to say, oh, the bridge might break or something yeah. like that. But it is. It's just, And there's a little theming in the beginning because of all the African no, words. No, with, no, with the, They're related to Lion King, but not much. You're right. So, so you're right, right. And, it, and it's very simple. And, and, th- and that's all it needs. It doesn't need any sort of, you know, tricks or gimmicks, really. Just being able to have a kind of leisurely ride and seeing the animals up close uh, is impressive. And Disney did a great job of making sure that the animals actually roam. I mean, you know, animals don't typically like to be out and about like that, but they built it so that they could kind of, you know, roam free. As the cars are driving through, there's there's always some sort of animals out. Yeah, the thing that I think is the most interesting part of the Kilimanjaro Safari is the fact that every time you go on it, it's a unique experience. It's not like when you're riding some of the other theme park rides where, you know, you're seeing the same thing over and over again. When you go on the Kilimanjaro Safari, there are a lot of different moving parts. Like your guide, for example. Some of the guides, I mean, all of the guides are really excellent, but all of the guides have little pet projects. They have little animals that they are more interested in. And so every time you go on it, you find out more about a specific animal and then you'll go and find out more about a different one. Um, so that's really cool. And then also just the fact that they're living, breathing animals in the park. So sometimes you'll see, get a really great close up view of a giraffe the next time, maybe not. Um, the next time it might be a kudu. So it's kind of exciting. What is a kudu? <laughs> it's a big antelope with curly horns. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a hundred percent positive. They have kudu there, but I just like saying kudu cause I sound fancy. <laughs> okay, I feel like you made that up, but uh, I didn't okay. look it up. Okay. 
One of the rides we haven't talked about so far that I really enjoy is Dinosaur. It's a kind of surprise, a little bit of an underdog. It's not really fancy or anything. One time Joe and I were in the park and we just kind of happened to walk past it and said, hey, do you want to ride that? So we had zero expectation going in and it's a fun ride. And it's not really trademark Disney. It seems a little Jurassic Parky, super exciting. And at the end, there's this big surprise dinosaur. And like, I got super scared <laughs> and it was a thrilling ride. And I think it's underrated. Not a lot of people go on it. So we rode it a couple times too, whenever we found it. So I always look forward when we go to that park to visiting that ride because it is, it's unique and it's, it's a really fun ride yeah it was really unexpected i you know, like you said the building's kind of unassuming it's called dinosaur you know there's a big fossil out front and you don't really know what to expect you're kind of walking through the queue it's a dinosaur initiative type thing it's just a lot of fossils and it doesn't really look like much but you go in it and you know you're kind of in these like four-wheel drive looking vehicles uh and it's really a lot of fun it, it kind of jostles you around a lot yeah. it's, it's in the dark <laughs> yeah i forgot um, about that and so, I mean, it's a little intense, and but you're right. It, it kind of it takes you by surprise. I think the first time we rode it, when I wasn't expecting anything, you know, it does. It it kind of frightens you. Stuff kind of jumps out at you. It tosses you around. You don't know which way you're going. You don't know what to expect. And then you ride it again. You're not as scared because you know what's happening. But mm-hmm. it's still a lot of fun. But it's still fun. Yeah, because of yeah, the, it's a great ride. It and it gets better. Yeah, and it gets better kind of with repeat rides because you know what to expect and you can kind of then focus more on what's going on around you um, as opposed to just trying to get your bearings. And uh, you just reminded me, one of the best parts is when you ride the ride and there there's like a dinosaur that pops out on you, like the big surprise. They take your picture right when that happens. And I remember that first, like the, the faces that you make. And then I think we had a contest after that who could make like the most absurd photo like picture yeah so i think we pretended we were asleep during it um so i don't know and like it was kind of funny seeing us where we were playing it cool and then everyone else like oh so well i think i acted extremely frightened uh, on that one. i don't necessarily think i think there was other rides where we did try to pretend like we were asleep or something um that one's a little hard to pretend like you're asleep you get thrown around so i think i acted extremely scared on that one. Um, so when a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, air quotes acting, they're a, exactly. <laughs> they're a little startled. I was, I was absolutely frightened. I hope someone has that picture else in that car. And they're like thinking that I'm genuinely frightened by that. Yeah. I don't That'd think we had the, the photo package that time. So we don't have that photo. I kind of wish we did or we would have bought it. We'll have to see. We, we may have that. Uh, if we do, if we do, we'll post that uh, on the Facebook page. <laughs> for everybody to see. I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, all the reasons we really love Animal Kingdom and it's their 20th anniversary. So, you know, with that, anytime any park has a big anniversary or anything like that, there's always special celebrations and merchandise coming out. So the Animal Kingdom 20th anniversary party uh, is is no different. We actually missed it. it it ran from april 22nd to may 5th so by the time this is out it's over if any of our listeners happen to be in animal kingdom oh uh, yeah for and, sure. and witness any of this let us tell know tell us about it yeah we'd love to know you can let us know uh, on facebook at enchanted ears podcast but it sounds like they had a lot of you know pretty cool stuff they had some special celebrations at rafiki's planet watch uh and different things like that 
And then the other thing uh, in Pandora, the new Pandora utility suit. So that's the, kind of the new walk around character. It's a person kind of in a giant, r- the robot suit from Avatar. Oh, wow. How- the, those, those came out. They made their debut. They're going to be walking around you know the park. how tall it is? Or just like how much taller it looks than most people? I think it looks pretty tall. So it's kind of like those robot suits that they like had in, stilts, in Avatar. Sort of. Yeah. So yeah, they're on, it looks like the person riding it's on stilts and there's kind of fake legs to make it look like they're sitting down. Okay. Um, but so they're, they're kind of walking around and, and they debuted on Earth Day. So they'll be there. So that, that's pretty cool. They'll be going on more than that. But, but some of the other stuff was just a limited time for the week. And then on top of that, there's a lot of 20th anniversary themed merchandise. So Angela, you and I are both big pin traders. Pin trading. So. Staring at your pins right now. Yeah, I, I have. Your I have pitiful pin pins. collection because I steal all of your good pins. That's true. <laughs> you make you. Uh, they're not trading. You just yes, take them. This is what happens. I get a good pin and then I keep it. And then Joe gets an okay pin and I say, mm, we could really trade that one. And then we trade his pins away so I can get better pins. Right. And anytime I get a good pin, you just take it. But they have some pretty <laughs> cool, they have some pretty cool 20th anniversary pins, some with the tree of life in there, some with uh, Mickey and Minnie on them. Um, oh, so they man. look, they look pretty they neat. Look so cool. And then, and then a lot of just 20th anniversary themed merchandise. So water bottles, t-shirts, they actually had, do they have like a tree of life air freshener? For like to hang in your car, because I feel like that would be so cool. I don't think Disney sells air fresheners. That may be one of the things they don't actually sell. I think they should. That actually would be cool having a tree of life thing. I don't see that on here, but what they did do is they had a lot of artists create special kind of styles based on different parts of Animal Kingdom and kind of their <laughs> own take. <laughs> I'm not trying to interrupt you, but our cat um, is actually reaching under the door where we're, we're recording and like I can just see his paw. It looks like dislocated from his body. So continue on. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> he is he, not if, very happy to be yeah, like, so if you hear a noise, out. If you hear a noise, that's our cat trying yeah, to get like, in. Yeah, like scratching underneath the door or meowing. But, <laughs> but like I said, I mean, some, some of this artwork's, you know, pretty impressive. So they had different artists. It looks like it says they had 50 different kind of art designs, icons and graphics that, that were created just by different artists on kind of their take on what Animal Kingdom is. So yeah, they, I was they just pulled... going to ask, do you know if they're like famous artists or if they were like, you know, they, they held some sort of contest? I, I'm not sure. I think it was just kind of Disney artists and things. Okay. So, but, but they I use mean, yeah, that. They, and, they and, employ and, enough of them. Yeah. So they use that and then, you know, they, they put that. So they have special 20th anniversary t-shirts and, and kind of water bottles and different commemorative stuff. And I imagine that will be down there yeah, all we year. Yeah, so. we should have gone down because a 20th anniversary t-shirt would be pretty cool to rock. That'd be pretty cool. You could probably buy it online. I'm sure you could You could probably find that if, if needed. If so. I had my phone right now, I would be pulling that up right <laughs> like as we spoke. So that's all kind of the, the celebration stuff. Uh, I think we kind of covered everything. Anza, did you have anything else you want to add about Animal Kingdom? The only other thing I would want to add about Animal Kingdom is just the Wild African Trek. Just talking a little bit about that. It doesn't get it's not included in admission. It's an extra thing that you can book for the parks. And Joe and I did it on our last visit and we had a blast. It was so much fun. It was, I think, was it like three or four hours? Somewhere around that. Yeah, I want to say, I want to say probably three hours. Yeah, we got there before the park opened, but I think they do them throughout the day throughout the day but we it's a behind the scenes tour and you get to see 
uh, behind the different enclosures. You walk through the foliage between it. You get harnessed into like little harnesses and you walk into certain enclosures. Now, when I say that, it's not a dangerous thing. You're up above them. So for example, we went into the hippo enclosure and we were up on a ledge, but we were clipped in on a line and we get to, got to see from above while the keeper threw, I think it was lettuce or something, uh, at the hippos and that we got to see them get fed. So that was really cool. And then I think at one point too, the, they took our pictures, right? Like we leaned out over the over the enclosure and they actually took pictures of us. So that was cool. And then you do like a little sort of a ropes course and it goes over different enclosures. And the most notable of them is the croc enclosure. So I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, but. So those were crocodiles, correct? Because I always get confused between crocodiles and alligators. I always say one and I get yelled at that I'm wrong. (laughs) Alligators have wider mouths. Um, They're kind of I don't know. They're sort of cuter and their eyes are on top of their head. And then uh, crocodiles have more narrow snouts in general. Okay. So, so crocodiles. Yes. And one of them, I think you can see their teeth on the outside. I don't remember which one it is. I think crocs, you can see their teeth on the outside, but. So you're right on, on the crocodile enclosure. It's kind of a ropes bridge that goes over it. You, You have wooden planks that you're walking on. Some of them are missing, which is a little disconcerting. It is a little disconcerting. They're missing. They're missing on purpose so that you can look down and have a better vantage point. You're, you're, like you said, you're kind of tied in the whole time. It's yeah, not like you you're going to fall not in any danger. or anything. You're probably 30 or 40 feet above these things. But your animal brain does take over a little bit and my knees would get a little weak. But, you know, I've, that, that, I've never understood that. Why is that the body's reaction, by the way, to being afraid of heights? Like, oh, my knees are going to get weak and now I'm just going to fall into the hole as opposed to being able to jump backwards. Well, I think your knees get weak, so you kind of just drop down because you can't really fall if you just kind of get low. You drop your center of gravity. Low, low. You can't really fall down. <laughs> you know you're safe, but the bridge is so long, it kind of wobbles. You, you, you do get a little scared. But it's a great vantage point, I mean, to be able to walk over the crocodile enclosure. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on the safari, you kind of drive past all these things. But when you go on, you know, this wild African trek add-on experience you really get that kind of behind the scenes and it's great. And then once you kind of walk through all this, you get that private safari tour. So it's longer, it's more extended. You can actually stop more often because you're not on a track and you're not, you know, you don't have a van behind you, like immediately behind you and one immediately in front of you, you have to stay, um, you know, generally in between them. So if the guide sees something really cool, he'll drive over to that and go off of the beaten path and show it to you. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And then after that, you get a really spectacular I was going to say, you remember the food? Lunch. I was yeah, say, the food remember? was awesome. Yeah, the food. You get, you get that sampler platter. And it was in a bento box, which made me fall in love with bento boxes because it was so cute. Yeah, now you eat everything out of bento boxes now. <laughs> well, I have a bento box, but then, you know, it, it's not the same. I kind of want a metal one. Another reason why I shouldn't have my phone. I'm glad I don't have my phone because I'd be on Amazon looking at that too. But yeah, I mean, it's a great, you know, little African inspired food. It, it, you know, it's kind of small snack courses. The one thing that was cool is that that flower. Our favorite thing. Yeah, the was, edible flower. Was that in, what it kind of flower like an, was that? It looked like an orchid, It was kind I think. of, the, it was this, it's this beautiful ornate little, like pinkish pink flower. flower, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of, they, they put it right on top and it looks kind of just like a, a decorative garnishment on it and you're eating the rest of the food like i think that's some smoked salmon and, yeah, they had like a yogurt salmon. and fruit and i think there was some sort of rice or 
quinoa or something. Maybe. I, I, I can't remember. But so you're eating this food and everybody, you know, it's kind of going and it looks like a little garnishment. Everybody sets it to the side. And then as you're kind of halfway through, they're like, oh, by the way, you can eat the flour. Yeah. And we're all like, no, like for real, like, are you serious? This, you know, I've never eaten a flour before. You know, it's like, be I like careful to what look you at eat. flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful what you, I don't, you know, I don't go around just picking up flowers and eating them all the time. But they said, oh no, yeah, you can eat it. So we ate it. I mean, it, it didn't really taste like It didn't like taste anything. like much of anything. But it was. But if you had to, like, if you had to subsist off of that for a while, it wouldn't be like, it would be the worst thing. It would be much better than eating grass. I, yeah, I would, grass. I would imagine Ugh. anything would be, would be better than eating grass. But yeah, it was pretty weird. Like, it's just, you're just kind of crazy. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to eat this flour. You don't know what to expect. It wasn't bad. It didn't really taste like much, but it, it was, it, it was a cool experience. How they kind of played. It looks like it's there as a decoration, but they're like, oh no, you can eat that as well. Everything in there you can eat. So, so that was pretty interesting. That, that was, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, next time, if anybody, I would highly recommend if that. Any, yeah. If any, if next time you're at animal kingdom, you know, definitely sign up for it. Let us know what you think. If anybody's done it, let us know what you think. That's it for our show this week. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review while you're there. We'll see you here next week. Thanks and and have have a magical magical day. day.